Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere, whether they're eBooks or earrings. Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. Today, we are speaking with Monica Jones. Monica, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Bruce. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So, um, and Monica, just give our audience a little bit of background on Monica. So, originally, SVA, School of Visual Arts here in New York, BFA, and went from there and got into branding, helped build her studio, 3D Studios, which has been around for a while. Do I say how long it's been around for? You can, you can. <laughs> 1997. So uh, you've been doing this uh, doing this for a while. So, oh, wow. uh, you know, I'm excited to kind of hear your perspective on branding um, and, and given this kind of space of the cannabis market and uh, where, where it's going and where it's growing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, let's get into some questions. Um, you know, thanks again for being on the show. And um, why don't we start – you know, I always like to start with just kind of – personal backgrounds. So tell me a little bit about the, the work you've done in branding and then how did you get into the cannabis space? So as you know, we've been doing branding for quite a while. After graduating from college, I knew that it was something that I wanted to sort of get into. And we fell into it in a sense because I came out of college and we were focusing on very specific niches within an industry. But as we grew um, and as our clients became more and more um, reliant upon our services, they would say, oh, well, Monica, can you guys add this? Can you help us do this? And we'd go, 
well, we don't really do that. Yeah, no, I know, we know, but can you take care of it for us? And and of course, once you put the system in place for one client and the system's in place for, for all clients. And so over the years, what started off as a very sort of simple graphic design ended up being a full service branding and marketing firm where we offer everything from photography to videography to social media marketing. And I mean, you know, it's a gamut, event management and promotion. So that is, that's kind of the history of how 3D got started. But branding is a subset of 3D. And basically, we personally, myself, I am a huge cannabis advocate because I believe in the product. I believe in it as a vehicle to change lots of lives um, in, in a very natural and fantastic way that up until now has not really been embraced in the way that it should have been. And the ability to get into that space and, and really work in a medium and in an industry that I, I truly believe in was very, very interesting to me. On top of that, it's an emerging market. And in my lifetime, I've never gotten to be a part of that either. So there are challenges, of course, because cannabis is extremely volatile at the moment, given all of the, the different problems in place. But I really, really was attracted to the, the ability to come in, really help businesses that are getting into this market, find their footing, finding their way, because there are definitely a lot of challenges in, in the process. That's an understatement. So that's, that's kind of, in a nutshell, that's kind of how we, how we, we came to be in the cannabis space. Yeah. And I think that that story resonates. I mean, I think that, you know, m many of the people I speak to that I've gotten into the cannabis market on the business side, it really is kind of a combination of you know, some, some kind of personal connection, personal passion, um, you know, seeing it as uh, an agent of change, seeing it as something that can provide a lot of good for, for various people for various reasons. Right. Um, and unfortunately, has been put kind of politically and legally in a situation that thankfully now is changing. Uh, but right. there's a personal passion. But then there's also this business opportunity where right. people see, you know, that there's a lot of hype around the market. There's a lot of real growth around the market. A lot of money being, you know, put in various facets of the cannabis industry. So I, I think that's, I've certainly, I've met a lot of people and it's fascinating to see this kind of movement around it. Um, talking a little bit about uh, the companies that you work with, that you talk to, that are getting into the market, looking at this question of branding, looking at the question of marketing, what are some of the common challenges or some, some of the initial obstacles that they face when you start to speak with them? Well, it, de it depends on, on what they're actually looking to do. Um, that does vary depending on the actual business model. But in general, a lot of the problems are similar problems that you would have outside the cannabis industry, funding and things of that nature. And then there's the issue of not really knowing what you're doing. You've decided that this is something that you want to do and you want to jump in full, you know, both feet, but it's, it's complicated. And so a lot of what we end up doing is sort of consulting. You know, it's a lot of consulting that we, when we work with a lot of these newer companies and businesses to, and organizations to, to help them figure out where they need to be. And of course, because of the legal restrictions yep. and all of the various problems, depending on where you're located, it's just, you know, it's, it's. It's choppy waters, it, absolutely. So um, we really try to try to try to help to educate, and we gear it so that people understand, depending on what they need. So it's it's really so much of a a piece by piece by piece. You know, 
depending on what, what people are looking for, looking to do. But the basics definitely are there. So, you, you know, you've got the problems with, with funding. You've got the problems with management. How do you start? How do you create the, your space? Where are you focusing your energies? How are you presenting yourself? And how are you making all of that happen? I mean, these are all very, very important questions that you kind of need to answer almost before you start. Um, And once you're, once you're in and, you know, up to your elbows and the minutia of running a business, then you've got to deal with all of the other pieces with the clients and customer service. And, you know, a lot of this is basic stuff that surprisingly so many people who run businesses don't understand the mechanics of you'd be shocked. Well, I, I probably wouldn't. Be, I mean, I think it, I, it's interesting because I think a lot of people have this perception that, you know, the business folk or, or the people in the cannabis business from a business point of view, you know, aren't as savvy or, you know, don't have, you know, as much experience. I mean, honestly, I find that's generally true of all early stage companies. I mean, I, you know, Agreed. a lot of times, you know, these are people's first time companies, maybe second time, but it's the the learning that an early stage executive, you know, even a founder, entrepreneur needs to go through is quite dramatic. And, and quite honestly, you make mistakes. The, the right. question is always how quickly can you learn from those mistakes? Right. And pivot. <laughs> uh, yeah, and pivot, exactly. And, and take that knowledge and figure out how you're going to, you know, make a better decision or, or learn from it and, and make the right move. You know, I'm curious, you know, looking at just kind of the general challenges of growing a business. I mean, you mentioned, you know, cannabis has a couple of these, you know, unique challenges, right? We've got operates within a certain political environment with a certain legal environment, you know, that both of those things team seems to shift. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Any thoughts or strategies or ways that you kind of help companies navigate some of those things or, or suggestions about, you know, how how much to rely upon some of that stuff or, you know, how to plan for alternative scenarios? So a, a lot of this is flying by the seat of your pants uh, because, like you said, things are changing as they change. For me, one of the, the biggest things that we look for when we're bringing on new clients, um, especially new clients who don't have the experience in, in running a business previously or anything like that, in the cannabis industry is how well are you able to handle change? Because if you cannot adapt, because it is a given in this industry that you are going to run into problems. Like I'll give you a perfect example. We, we do direct mail marketing for clients. So email marketing, things like that. And we had MailChimp set up for some clients and MailChimp decided we don't like cannabis. We're going to just shut you down. And, and no explanation, yeah. just you're violating our terms of service and that's it. And and they just said, and no response. And, no, and so I said, okay, we, we're going to have to make a change. We're going to have to pivot, find a different, and it, it's the nature of, and as the laws change, and, you know, again, depending on where you're operating, it's just, we have people on staff, like, so Bud Branding, we have people on staff whose job it is to keep track of these changes. That's what they do. I don't even get involved in that because it's well, literally yeah. too much. No, it's too much for me to keep track of. So, you know, we get a new client, we bring in somebody new, we say, okay, let's talk about what it is that you need to do. What are you looking to accomplish? A lot of the branding questions that come along with their brand and, and their mark. And then we say, okay, where you are located, we're going to need to address this, 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 and that. And then we'll move from there because it is so, so very specific to, you know, which is, which is one of the things that makes it such a nightmare and it's constantly changing. So that, so our first question is 
how well do you handle change? Because <laughs> if you say to me, yeah. <laughs> if you say to me, uh, I don't really like it, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not big on uncertainty. My, my, the first thing out of my mouth is going to be, you may not want to get into this industry because you gotta have to, you kind of have to have that that steel stomach that just allows you to, because it's, it is frustrating. It's stressful. There's money on the line. I mean, there's all of these problems that just are tied into doing this, you know, and you have to be ready for that. You have to be ready for the pivot. You have to be ready to make the change. And, and the biggest problem with cannabis at the moment, which I am starting to see changing, but it's not going to be a a quick changes. It's got a, it's got a, it's got a, um, an image problem. Right. So one of the things that branding, why branding is so important in specifically in cannabis is because we need to change the dialogue. We need to change the conversation away from it just being, you know, the random potheads, the drug dealers, the, the, the dread heads, the skaters. It needs to be more about the benefits, the qualities why this is such an amazing product. But in order to do that, you have to change how it looks. So if you put out something that's just, it looks like it was done by someone in their basement, right? Yeah. You're not going to change that perception. You know, I had a client who uh, we were counseling, not not but branding, a 3D client. And the conversation, in the middle of a conversation about something, we mentioned that you know, we had created this division and we were working now with, you know, branding for cannabis clients. And she had this interesting reaction. She was like, well, yeah, I know it's becoming popular now, but I just don't know how I feel about it. And I said, okay, but why? Well, you know, it's, you know, it's pot. And I'm like, okay, but, <laughs> but there are a lot of really amazing, and this is, this is, we're not talking about somebody who's uneducated. We're not, I mean, we're yeah, talking about yeah. people who are in the business, in the business world who are, who have this perception. The only way that you can change this is by creating things that don't give off the impression that you're just talking about somebody standing on a street corner smoking a joint. Yeah. Not that there's anything so wrong. Is it, is it you know just, what I'm saying? But, yeah, no. Is it education? I mean, is this, do companies need to think about how, how they're going to sort of re-educate their market yes. or re-educate yes. the business? So how do you, and, and what, is the, what, what is, is the, what is the process? Yeah. So, I think a a big part of what's going to push the legislative changes that we need to happen, because let's be honest, we need this to be federal. I I mean, it's the state by state thing is insane. Um, It's public perception. It's public demand. The public screaming to say, "Okay, we need this done. This needs to happen. But in order for that to happen. And like I said, it's starting to change and there's much more sort of a much more greater conversation around it now. But in order for that to happen, it needs to be seen as a viable industry. It needs to be like, you know, the alcohol industry. It needs to, it needs, you know, you need to have that brand, that face that says we're legitimate. Right. And that means that the products need to look legitimate. The companies need to function legitimately. They need to have, you know, viable websites. And when you walk in into in the door, it needs to feel like a real store. It needs to not feel like some back, you know, yeah. <laughs> some, some place you go in and you're around <laughs> the corner. Behind. I mean, it's not helping, you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it needs to be legit. It and seems, yeah. And it seems, uh, I mean, I think you're, I guess the way that I've sort of seen the market, sort of the challenge from a branding point of view, the market is, is we have this on one side, this kind of, um, I'll call it the pot culture, you know, the historical right. pot culture. 
And then we've got this very kind of medical side, right? which is it's sort of very scientific and very, you know, kind of regulated and almost sterile, right? It's, it's right. the, you know, I'm going to go get a prescription. It's going to be right. some kind of, uh, you know, tincture or something. You know, so I'm, right. I'm going to, the way in which I engage it is going to be like I would take, uh, you know, moxicillin or something. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. So, it, and I think the, I think the interesting space for me has been this kind of in-between space where it's, it's around wellness. It's not necessarily medical. It's, it's a lifestyle wellness kind of recovery, you know, a place where I'm thinking about health. I'm thinking about my body. I'm thinking about how I can use cannabis-based products to improve my lifestyle, sort of holistically. Um, And I think that's where it's nascent, but I see this huge kind of opportunity to kind of grow brands, grow products in this space. And yes, I think you're right. I think people still, you know, still have this, oh, it's pot feel, but, you know, I'm sensing a a general, a general trend. It's shifting. Yeah. I think think the older folks as well are are starting to shift as well. to, To your point, those two, those two dynamics. So I'd say in general, the majority of the country and not getting into Canada and all that stuff at the moment, but the majority of the U.S. agrees with the concept of cannabis as a medical thing. They are not yet completely on board with it as a recreational thing. So that's where that sort of, um, that's where that brand. So a lot of the, the adjacent industries who are not necessarily doing medical stuff for the states that this is legal, who are doing things that are more recreational in nature, even if they're doing edibles and things of that, of that nature, that's where the brand becomes so important yeah. because everybody's kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, there's benefits uh, uh, medically. Okay, yeah, we we get that, and and for the most part, that stays sort of in that in that corner, and and it's not questioned as much. Where it really becomes an issue is where the growth portion of this is really going to be taking off, and how companies and organizations are going to market this other section, this other segment of the cannabis industry with all of the various adjacent business models that are coming into play as a result of this being something that's legal. And so, you know, I I wrote a blog post called, is your business sus? It's sus, it's a slang term, sus meaning suspicious. And the, the irony is in the regular marketplace, you don't want to be sus. But you really don't want to be sus in my yeah. <laughs> hypersensitivity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need because the the immediate reaction is, oh well, are, yeah. are they really a company? Or are they just trying to you know get money? And so it's so important. And I and I think to a certain degree, people don't really understand yet the larger, you know, the big the big big boys. Yeah, okay. But when you start getting into the sort of medium-sized businesses, the smaller businesses, where they're not really understanding how powerful that brand image can be, they're losing out. Because, because without defining your brand image and, your, and what the identity is of your, of your business, you can't deal with your pricing. You can't deal with the, you haven't addressed your customer base. You haven't, you haven't done the work that you need to do to be successful and dominant in your field. And that's, I mean, that's where you're in business if you're not going to do that. Well, and I think the, um, the whole idea of the, the being suspect, I, in some respects, it makes it very difficult. I also right. find though that if you get it right, 
because because there's such a desire for quality mm-hmm. trusted brands exactly. when you do You're get it right so it right. really it gives you a huge competitive it advantage it gives you a huge edge it gives you a huge edge yeah. absolutely it gives you a huge edge but you know again this is something that needs to be built into your model when you're figuring out how to start a business in cannabis in all of them, actually, but yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> we're talking yeah. specifically cannabis. You, this needs to be a foundation of how you do things because the brand branding is not just your logo, and it's it's the experience that your customer is going to have when they interact with you as a business, and that that comes down to everything. Yes, what your logo looks like and what your website looks. Okay, fine, but it also comes down to how somebody picks up the phone when they call. If there's a website to, for them to track down a phone number, when they pick up the phone, what do they hear? When they walk into the store, what does it look like? How is the customer service? What is your brand promise? What are, you, what are these people getting by dealing with you? And it's, it's such an important aspect, especially in cannabis, because the element of sus is very prevalent. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, I guess. You, know, you need you need that to be because once this does sort of stabilize, then you're now going to be dealing with a marketplace that's even more competitive. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, so right now you're kind of in the forefront. You, you may not have as much competition, but once this once the, the legal aspect of this settles down and anybody can jump in. Right. So you need to establish yourself now. You need to establish your brand, establish your your place in your market now. Because now is the time to do it. And to do that, you need to make sure your brand image and your identity is solid and without reproach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean that's that's just what needs to happen. So that's how we that's how we consult our clients anyway. So what what are some of the questions that you you know ask your clients or or work through with your clients that help them? I mean, so you mentioned the you know logo website. I'm curious about like the brand promise. Like, what what are some of the more you know who you are questions right. that are important for people to kind of grapple with or to answer in order to effectively do the other stuff? So the the very first thing that you need to think about is who you want to be as a company. What is your story? Right, storytelling is very powerful, and in cannabis, almost everybody's got a story. Like you said, you do, you do the interviews. You you want to use that. That's something that you want to start with. And from that story, the reasons that you've chosen to do this, you then want to build on who you want to get. Who is your target market? What kind of image are you putting forward? Are you going to be, you know, a high-end brand? Are you going to be more like a craft beer type thing? Is it going to be more folksy? Is it going to be, I mean, there's a million directions for you where you can go. And those decisions will determine who you're targeting. It'll determine what your look is going to be, how you're going to market yourself and where you're going to focus your energies. Those are the places that you want to start. And once you once you've answered those questions, and I'm not getting into the specifics of things like what does your logo need to look like? I mean, I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, we have a slew of questions that we what we call homework that we give to each client where we make them answer a slew of questions so that they can start thinking about how they need to move forward because for us, there are a million directions to go in for any given project. And the only way that we can effectively help our clients is by knowing what they want. And you'd be surprised how often they don't know what they want. (laughs) 
So a lot of what we do is handholding. A lot of what we do is coaching to try and say, okay, this is what you should be thinking about. Let's talk about these things and how you want to move forward and what you're looking to achieve. And then we can set goals and put things in place to help you get there. So a lot of what we do is it's not just marketing, but it's also business management to a certain degree, because in order for us to effectively do our jobs, we really need to be able to communicate. We need for our clients to be able to communicate effectively what that brand promise is going to be. What are they going to be giving their customers? What are they offering? Why should someone come to them as opposed to somebody else? Right. So that's a lot of what goes into how we determine how we help them to determine what direction that they're going to be going in. Um, but it's a, it's a process. And like I said, you, you have to be in cannabis, just like in any other industry, you're going to have the people who don't think it's necessary. They're not going to be successful because it is necessary. And either you, you find a way to make it part of your structure of how you do business or you're going to find that you're going to get left behind because there's just no way of, I mean, the world is just super competitive now. You know? Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's a lot of what I'm certainly seeing now, which is, you know, companies that essentially haven't had competition, you know, they've been in a situation either, you know, logistically, operationally, legally, where they haven't had a, a lot of competition and they've been successful. So they kind of write off well, we don't need to do these things. Right. Uh, you know, the moment that you start getting competition and, and they start doing these things, you're going to see, you know, that market share eroding or, or at least, you know, companies ability not to gain the new market share that's coming. You know, in some respects, it's probably not even the, risking their current market, maybe not even risking a certain amount of growth. It's it's the significant amount of additional growth that they're not going to get. Right. Um, exactly. and, and they're going to find themselves you know, still owning their kind of market, but someone else coming in and grabbing all of the new market that is coming into play. Exactly. And another one I think is, I think is key. I think for me, you really kind of hit it is at the end of the day, marketing branding is a question of strategy and, and really defining what is your core customer? What is your core product? What is your core channel? Like how are, from a business point of view, what are you choosing and, and what are you not choosing? <laughs> like, right. what are you not <laughs> And right. sort of by defining those things, it makes it much easier to say, oh, okay, great. So we, we can we can definitively say we're not doing all these other things so that we can do this one thing really, really well and we can really right. position ourselves. Because I think that a lot of challenges I see when companies, you know, kind of launch and they really start to try to grow is that they're still chasing money and they're just going right, right. anything, anything that, and anything that's a dollar sign. Yeah, exactly. Right. And yeah. we, didn't, I mean, we didn't get into the specifics of niche marketing and all of yeah. that, which is something also that needs to be considered. But um, you, you, it, focus is definitely a priority. It's definitely something that, that you need to think about. And, because, again, we're in a global world now. This is not, you know, business is global. Yeah. It's, it's easy to, you know, we, we're, we're setting up an office in, in Europe now because we're, we're preparing for the, the onslaught of them, them catching up to us, which is unusual. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> case behind us. Well, but, and I, I it's uh, I've talked to a few folks out of uh, Canada and, you know, the, the interesting thing there is because of the federal legislation they have in place, they can they can actually operate on an international level. And, and that they're looking at this as an international market. I mean, they're not thinking about it as a, a state absolutely. or the <laughs> like Absolutely. It's an yeah. international market. And so, you know, but you have to operate it as such. Yeah. And you need to think about it, you know, because, again, why does somebody choose you over somebody else? Yeah. What are you giving them that, that, that just making their value that much better? So, yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, Personally, I love it. The excitement, the changes, the challenges. For me, it's a, 
you know. <laughs> no, I, I get it. That's that's uh, that's what makes it so fun. Exactly. So I, this is a great conversation. Monica, How if people want to kind of contact you, find out more about what you do, uh, talk more about branding and marketing and, and some of the challenges, what's the best way to get a hold of you? So they can reach me online. Uh, they can email me, uh, Monica at budbranding.net, or like, feel free to reach out via phone. Um, our offices are based in New York, so it's 212-491-7318. And I'm happy to talk with anybody. Um, if you guys re- have questions and you're really looking to, to get started in this, we're help, happy to, to have a free consultation with you to kind of walk you through some of the steps you might need to, to be considering and the challenges that you're, you're facing. But um, we're here. This is what we do. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure for everyone in the show notes here uh, that you that uh, your URL, your email address, and I'll put that phone number on there as well. Yeah, I highly encourage everyone to, to reach out to Monica. I think uh, definitely she's she's she knows she knows the world. She knows the uh, <laughs> this kind of a space. And I think branding and marketing are going to be key for any company that really wants to be successful. Absolutely. Monica, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me, Bruce. <laughs> You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.